Welcome to Better Overhaul Saul, an episode-by-episode episode podcast about Better Call Saul, beginning with Season 3. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. Because Better Call Saul is a spin-off season for series from Breaking Bad, um, we just have to want to warn you that there'll be lots of Breaking Bad spoilers in our discussion. I'm sure you've already watched that. Um, this week we're going to be talking about Episode 2 of Season 3 called Witness. Um, we've had a big, long discussion about it. And yes, we've got Gus, and we delight in his long, slow introduction. Um, we also get, in a very British way, somewhat confused about certain American things, including what on earth a cracker barrel is. Um, and we make kind of like a really profound and interesting comparison between Better Call Saul and Game of Thrones, which I think works if you just swap breasts for old people. So the thing that kind of strikes me about what we've seen so far in this series of two episodes is that it doesn't feel like the other seasons at all. It's much more, much less of all the legal stuff going on, isn't there, which you saw in mm. seasons one and two. And this has become much more of a sort of a mystery or a character, character plot about Mike in some ways, as much about Mike as it is about Saul. But it was just, yeah. it was just the way that, the way that it just started off with kind of like, chuck in the house and he's sort of I'll get it all sealed up or whatever and it's just the introductory bit and we don't have don't know why he's there or anything do we and mm. then we have the whole storyline here with Mike still following the tracker from from the previous yeah. episode and this is a very different it's a very different kind of story from the, the first episode really it's much more about them about what well, was about Mike getting in you know, we to find out it's Gus obviously mm. but getting in in contact with this underworld sort of thing. We're not saying all the legal stuff that well, we saw in the first two seasons, are we? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I guess that was kind of setting things up a little bit more. So we're sort of, obviously... What, the first we, two seasons? The first two seasons. I mean, we know we knew some of the characters, but you're, but we don't really. We didn't know who Saul was, you know, who, who was Jimmy before he was Saul. Yeah. Um, so I guess there was a lot of introduction to that. Yeah, it does feel quite different. Do you think... Um, I think different but, in I I like it yeah, personally, yeah. and I realise the reason I like it is because it's more like Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Which is it? it is getting yeah um, more anxiety-inducing. There's a few points, and then when I was feeling a bit a little bit sicky for somebody. What for Mike? Uh, I'll talk about it later on. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I mean nothing like the anxiety-inducing. No, of, no, but of, a little uh, Breaking bit. Breaking Bad really, because Jimmy's see. never in those kind of dangerous no, situations really but okay anyway we'll talk about that in a bit yes i was just thinking about when he was in the rest in in uh in the restaurant yeah yeah but even just so there was no bit. there's no real danger no. to him particularly was there? Yeah. oh well slightly i, I suppose if he got be. caught but yeah yeah but yeah i it, it is it does definitely feel a little bit like it, it, it's a different kind of track and it's and do you know enjoyable. do you know what the other the other part is which is a sort of a very strange kind of storytelling device which you couldn't possibly have had unless this was been a spin-off series from Breaking mm. Bad is that there's a hell of a lot of fun to be had in knowing that Gus is turning up at some point and yeah. not, not quite knowing where isn't there yes. yeah. yeah I mean we did actually guess in the last podcast didn't we that that the person who was tracking Mike was Gus yeah yes. and I'm sure yeah. anybody who yeah. would has, has read a bit of the publicity for this season would would probably have made the same 
you know, yes. might have made the same guess too. But there was, there was, you just noticed the really long, wordless scenes where Mike's tracking him, and then the sort of pay, pay off the climax of the scene is the pull away to see yeah. Los, Los, Los Paul. No, 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 Taylor, yeah. I was just, I mean, no, I want to yeah. talk about that because yeah. it is, it is really quite bold in a TV series to have long, long parts of it with no speaking at all. Yeah. With kind of, um, because it was complicated, wasn't there? And I don't know. There were things that I don't think we had to see, with the like the bit where Mike's above a bridge and the yeah, watching the drop it. off. And there's, there's obviously some Something kind of really, on. really secretive way in which these things are handed over, isn't there? Or okay, yeah. so I'm a little unsure. Why is he still carrying this track? No, hang on. Why? I know. Sorry, I know. I got really confused over the tracker last week. Yeah. I know. I knew exactly what was going on, but um, remind me. So. Um, he ran down a tracker. They swapped it over. Yeah. Yep. So they now the guy over, in the green. But the old yeah. tracker was secret. Was actually not run down. Yeah. And it's one that Mike had charged up. Yeah. And allowed the guy to take away with them. Allowed the guy to take away with him. But why didn't he just take it back and instantly to the to the crook shop place where they mend their trackers and sort them out? I don't know. Why has he been carrying it around for days? I don't know. Uh, Why is it it's that? Not, uh, that? That wasn't clear, I don't think. But I don't think we need to know that, no. really. Okay. All we need to know is we're watching what Mike's doing on his little tracking thing. Fair enough. I haven't we... missed anything major, then. No, 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 I don't All think right, so. Cause I, I wasn't really sure whether... Because I thought, thing. you know, like you said the bit about where he's under the, under the bridge in the dark. I yeah. thought the guy possibly left the tracker thing in there or something. He was, he was dropping the tracker off. But I think actually he was just doing a drop of some kind. Yeah. Probably a drugs drop. So that's just to confuse us a bit. Mm. Yeah. But really it's so that he gets to, you know, and then we see him go to... There's a tension as well of watching quite an older person having to stay awake all night. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Mike, hard. to be honest, Mike's face looks like he probably does... 36 hours on the trot of, yeah. um, yeah, of tracking people without sleeping. But. It doesn't look like he sleeps a lot at all. I have no. another question about mm. tracking as well, though. Can you look in, look in a rearview mirror with binoculars and still oh. see right into the distance? I don't know. I want to go and try that out. I mean, <laughs> that seems, like, logical, but sort of yeah. also that... I, I think we're just going to have to test that. Somehow. I think we are going to have to test that. Maybe we'll have tested that by the time of the next podcast. Yes, let's, that will be our homework. But I guess it works because you're just focusing in on the on the smaller part of the rearview mirror, aren't you? And then it, it's blown up, and so you can see it more. I guess that does work. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, excited. I'm hoping so. I'd be a bit disappointed if it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the, I really I, I thought that was a quite bold and interesting sequence, and yeah. and of course it got to okay to, just to be competitive. How soon did you realise? Oh, that's the restaurant. Like when you're oh, looking in the mirror and. Uh, I didn't actually until they panned away. Oh, you you realised before that, did you? Yes, I feel like high-fiving now. I realised something before you. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, yeah, I mean, I guess it was painfully obvious yeah. that it had to be something like that. But it I mean, I was kind of familiar. guessing we were getting to Gus. Because, I mean, I think yeah. the reason for having the whole protracted sort of like tracking was to show just how um, secure Gus's operation is really, isn't it? Yes. Just how you know, protective he is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Now, I was thinking, I know we've talked about how Mike is one of those characters that doesn't do wrong, almost. Yeah. He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. He made a bit of a mistake, but it wasn't him directly, was it? His no. mistake is asking Jimmy to do something for him. Well, Jimmy may be a good lawyer. He won't give the gag. Oh. He is absolutely shit detective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was, like, we, I suppose the idea is... 
this is a fast food restaurant. Nobody thinks that this is a place on its own, you know, that, that it's doing anything dreadful. You know, he doesn't suspect Gus. He doesn't suspect the actual restaurant itself. So he feels like he can just be a bit of a burk and wander around. I suppose around so, although if you, if you think that a drop might be made there, you might suspect it might be a member of stuff. And anyway, even if it's, it's someone else some... not connected with the restaurant, it's really they might see Yeah, whoever, somebody. Yeah. He's in a suit. I mean, he stands yeah. out the minute he walks in. Anyway, he looks like an FBI he? agent or something. Yeah, and he does. <laughs> really crappy one. It's a little bit too much. but Oh, it yeah, was... it was a little bit over the top, wasn't it? But obviously the end scene of uh, Mike finding that it's to show that Gus had obviously... Yeah, yeah obviously, obviously did happen. But yeah. you know that. And there's a wonderful bit, again, like talking about long shots and things like that, but with... with, with uh, um with 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 jimmy in the restaurant and he's you know that's the first sighting we see of gus i think he's in behind yes. him and out of focus yeah you know it's you him. know it's gus because he's upping tables and yeah. he's got that same yellow shirt on and... so presumably he's been well spotted and yeah. i don't know not necessarily by the guy he's following might not no but by him, gus but by so gus and gus, gus is going to be signal. a massive sort of alert on for yeah, yeah. and he there's some prearranged thing that when you do your drop off give gus would if does does one thing then it yeah. means just take your bag and come back probably if time. he mops on one side of the table yeah. rather than the other or something yeah, like that yeah remembered yeah. and there's the fantastic business with the bin yes as well at least jimmy has that sense of quick wittingness yes. to, to take get his watch off yeah although but, uh, yeah, yeah. i kind of imagine trying to imagine that you know they, they build these things a lot don't they in breaking bad and medical saw where you've got a shot from inside a bin or inside a fridge yeah. or something so there's supposed to be a whole kind of set built yeah. inside a bin yeah but that was yeah that was a good bit of comedy but i did feel i did feel anxious because i was thinking um you know, Gus is like this kind of wandering shark, isn't he, really? Like, looking innocent, but a bit scary as hell, yeah. of course. We know that. Um, and I was anxious for Jimmy, thinking, Christ, he, if he comes under, you know, Gus's radar, then he could, you know, we don't know, he could decide this is a person that we need to get rid of, possibly. Gus is just doesn't really operate like that, though, does he? He's, Unless, okay, I mean, he does sometimes careful. if, obviously, we, there's the absolutely terrifying scene in Breaking Bad where he um, where he knifes that guy to death. Actually, the, the, yeah. his henchman who we see in this very episode is the guy that he knifes to oh. death, isn't it, in, uh, in Breaking Bad in season three or four. I can't remember which. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, I remember yeah. the knifing, but I didn't recognise the guy. Did you not recognise the guy? So he's the oh. guy, so when Mike's watching the restaurant, he's the guy in the Range Rover or whatever who drives in and drives away quickly and he pulls up and we deliberately get a look at him. Oh, that, that is the, guy, the one yeah. that's the, a very brief... Here's the guy, brief, if you yeah. remember from Breaking Bad as well, when when Walt is first doing his um, the drop for Gus of the million yeah. and a half yeah. um, uh, pounds worth of meth, he's the guy who stops him in the restaurant and says, by the highway, one hour. That's the same guy. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. roughly the dodgy guy. Yeah. Oh, very good, well spotted. Yeah. But uh, but it's always been strange. I thought a bit strange to me that Gus has somebody who works so closely with him who looks so obviously criminal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we thought that when he popped up, and I remember him being yeah. very bad. It's like Gus is so clean, so so smooth. Yeah. And then, well, he did knife him in the end. He obviously thought it wasn't the way to go. But... Yeah, but um, obviously we know we know how bad Gus can get. Although maybe Gus hasn't got that bad yet. It's funny, isn't it? These little things about all the callbacks, the relations to Breaking Bad, why is it so pleasurable to find that? All they're doing is sort of reusing an actor, essentially, but 
there's some there's it, it's an absurd pleasure that you get from, yeah. from having that link between the two is it a similar pleasure to say i mean in a, in a very good story uh when when you get to the climax of the story be it a film or a book or whatever if you have as many callbacks to things that have happened yeah. really far back in the story as you can at the end if all, all the ends tie up nicely in in one beat of the story at the end isn't that's kind of a, a very satisfying story do you think? Yeah, yeah true or is that I not feel quite the same thing different. i think it's a little bit about like world building in a way like in the i know you hate marvel but i i don't mind it so much um the marvel universe what what you know is quite enjoyable about having this great loads of films and panel thing is having yeah. a little link so having stark towers in the background in another film that i can't even remember but you have and and that happened in the comics as well yeah so you'd have sort of it was it's saying to somebody because not just the story it's a whole world it's kind of like yeah, a whole yeah. universe there's a whole parallel universe yeah i think it is here. something about that i have to say i think marvel do it terribly because it ne never works because of the times and everything we're really out of joint. Oh, but, uh, don't do that. People will really get angry. <laughs> don't do small. Anyway, only, let's not get I into... I only dislike Marvel for its ubiquity and it's you, trampling all over the whole film industry. Yeah, but anyway, okay. this isn't a, a podcast about that. No. As three quarters of our three listeners have switched off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I do think there's... there's yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, it's a world-building thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and also, you see these characters and you think, right, so what have they been doing all this time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, not all this time, because obviously we're talking about in the past as well. Well, yeah, all so, the time between now yeah. and seeing now yeah, yeah, and when yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking what Bad. Are they yeah. do? And I think there's also some pleasure, and again, this isn't the same scene in the restaurant, to have a kind of, I don't know if it's a kind of some sort of sense of dramatic irony or it's when you as an audience member know a lot more than the characters in yeah. the scenario so um Saul is going in and you're just sort of you know you know exactly what's happening like you said we recognizing Gus even as a fuzzy outline in the background yes <laughs> and there's something there's something really satisfying about sort of being in the know when Sometimes, at least, when your protagonist is coming into this scenario, yeah. and you've 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 learnt all about it, it's like you've done your homework before. That doesn't just happen as a result of this being a spin-off series. Does it? I mean, you do get that in stories sometimes, yes. anyway, don't you? Yeah, yeah but, absolutely. But, but it is it is particularly in this because you know we're kind of we have a sort of nostalgic feel for seeing uh, Lost Plus Miles, don't yeah. we? We're sort of like, oh, we're back here again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember when I remember when Walton. Um, you know, well, and Jesse was sitting over on that one bench oh, over there. Oh. Yeah. Before do you think it's a? Do you think it's an actual chicken house that they've used again? It's the exactly um, same one. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I've heard some trivia about that about the, about the location place where it is. It yeah, might even be. I believe there's somewhere it's called, called the same name. I don't know if oh, it's okay. shot at the place with the same name. Well, they're onto a winner, aren't they? They're really as far else. as it has got the same name, and I've got that really asked about tip. I hope they have got the same name because. Their business must have increased massively. Absolutely, after yeah, that. how many people go there? And they'd, I mean, I'm a vegetarian, but I'd go and eat chicken there if I was, <laughs> if I was passing. And if it wasn't the same name, people would still go and eat there, wouldn't they? Even if it was yeah, completely yeah, different. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Would um, oh, you not think, in a similar way, the uh, probably meth sales in Albuquerque have gone up since uh, Breaking Bad? <laughs> that's a very interesting thought. Anyway, yeah. but we're on back course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, yep, yep. That's too much back stick, to that. It's not yeah. forever hot back. But oh, I mean, I know we've gone. We've already gone on and on about the the the, the sequence with um, uh, Mike. Yeah. 
uh, following him, but I really, really like that shot when he's looking down at the bridge, kind of aqueduct thing, and there's the guy. Oh yes, with the three holes in it, holes in it. Uh, yeah, well, arches. Yeah, the arches. The arches, yeah. and um, and the 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 car he's following is on there. I think he's sort of like almost um, what do you call it? Like when you abseil down or yeah. something um but just that that was a beautiful shot with that in yeah. the focus and the sort of lights of the city yeah, behind yeah. it and it looked almost like a model yeah. it was there's it lots of good. good cinematography in this series and likewise when whenever they're like in the middle of the desert and you have the on a road shot mm. and you have the yellow line directly in the center of the yeah. screen and this sort yeah. of like symmetrical shot of the yeah it's so filmic yeah it? really it's gorgeous filmic, yeah. yeah and again like you said it's like a real uh, especially for non-American viewers, it's yeah. really it's yeah. enjoyable that yeah. sort of scenery. I, I just I just come up with a uh, a possible theory of what's what's go what possibly going on in future episodes. Just, just to be doing. I was just thinking yeah. this guy that Mike's following in all these scenes, doing these drops, whatever. Uh, okay, yeah. which isn't you. So not the henchman guy, but the what uh, the, well, the guy no the guy in the green pickup who goes oh, to okay the, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah who so, had the bag and who had the bag yeah yep, yep, yeah yep. so as he's following him round round the city sort of thing uh he's essentially doing what mike's job was really in breaking bad i think oh that's right and yeah. what the one where mike goes out with jesse once and yes does something we see like him doing some, yeah so yeah. i have a theory that mike will be taking over this job for some reason or other okay. at some point possibly so whether the guy dies or we don't know what's going to happen, do we? But no, well, yeah. obviously we kind of know he must take that. We know he must take it over, yeah, but we don't know the reasons why, particularly okay. because. But there's some irony in him yeah. first being introduced by following the guy who, and then he actually yes. becomes that man. Yes, that's yeah. what we're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay, I like that. One, one more thing as well about the uh, the uh, following Mike following scene was um, once again like. Uh, the drop between the the guy in the green jeep and the guys who hand him the tracker, mm -hmm. the mic's yes. watching, happens at that power station, that really lovely, beautifully lit power station. Yeah, is that the same place where um, Mike has met previously with yeah, um, Nacho Varga, the two two yeah. associate? Yes. It so that made was... me think that why don't the police just stake that out for some? You know, if everyone meets there to do their like dirty dealings. Yeah, because I was. <laughs> So I yeah, because you think oh therefore it must be something to do with Tuco or you know Tuco. But these guys have nothing to do with Tuco. That's yeah. just the place you. It's mean. obviously I mean it's a bit like the joke in um, on the Breaking Bad episodes. Is it well only a only a uh, non-criminal would meet in a scrapyard. Yeah. <laughs> this is a criminal's idea of a meeting place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone seems to meet there. Yeah, yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, other little point about all this. Um, we know. I'm pretty right, I think, in saying that Saul says he's never met Gus in Breaking Bad. Doesn't he? Says, oh, what? When, when he, he first talks about when, yes, when, when he tells Walt that he can get in touch with um, a guy who does this. Yeah, very professional. I've never met him. Yeah, I think he does I mean, say that. Yeah. So I mean, he he hasn't met him really. He, he doesn't, doesn't know he doesn't he's met know him. He's met him. Yeah. He, what? Well, so he has met him, but he doesn't know it. We never see him meet him in. In Breaking Bad, I don't think, do we? No. So, yeah. unless they're going to break their world, then he I can't really don't think they will do it. I, I think, think they will. Break the world. So, yeah. he won't, that might be as close as Saul and Gus come. Yeah. I guess. Possibly. Which is quite in this. Well, I wonder if, um, because Saul obviously does, does some work for Gus in Breaking Bad, doesn't he? But does he, will does he know he that he's the boss of uh, Los Pulsos really, do you think? Does he, does he really do? Not but sure. I don't think he. He's. I don't know if he does. 
He does work, obviously, for... Be interesting if he does see him in this one, because it's possible that you wouldn't remember that you had that line in Breaking Bad, wasn't it? I think... I think about a billion fans might remind them. <laughs> so... But I then it might be within Vince Gilligan's that. to say that uh, Jimmy was lying, because he just wanted to cover yeah, the fact that... Absolutely. That's what I'd say, yeah. I'd give two yeah, fingers up you. to all of you. Yeah. You bloody pedants. <laughs> yeah. Are you not happy with this series? Really? <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, or or he may never he may never meet him. Yeah. But we we will watch given, that space. Given all that we're given the number of you know references we're making to Breaking Bad here, mm. you have to say, don't you think? For you really need to have watched Breaking Bad to be enjoying this. I think in some ways, don't you? With the, oh, that's with an the, interesting question because yeah. and if if you haven't you know if it doesn't stand up, does that mean it's a little bit of a failure? I don't know. I mean, like what we just said about the you know the pan away from the restaurant, so we see the the. Bottom on the yeah, well, that would mean fuck all if you'd never watched. Breaking yeah, I mean, wouldn't, it, so that that scene wouldn't have had a climax because you mm. would be unaware of what of the significance of that, mm. and also you'd be you'd have be unaware of the significance of Gus and his character in it. Mm. I think you'd be you'd be losing out on quite a lot. No, you're you? right. So yeah. all this thing about the great pleasure of, of of watching it is 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 lost and would actually feel quite. Um, quite annoying because it would seem like this is a very long boring drawn out scene and I don't understand what's going on and yeah because if you think about all the things going through your head whilst you're watching like if you have this sort of vague theory in your head oh Mike must be it must be Gus that's tracking Mike or it's probably Gus that's tracking Mike so you're looking out for all the clues that it might be Gus without that sort of knowledge which you no way have if you hadn't watched Breaking Bad it would get a little tedious yeah you wouldn't really be enjoying that I don't think would you no it's interesting to think isn't it when you're watching certain scenes to try and recall the thoughts that were going through your head as you were watching it like say when we were watching mm. Mike you know mm. what what are you actually thinking about when it's going on in these long protracted wordless scenes mm. because you are having lots of thoughts about different things aren't you sometimes it might be oh I'm a little bit hungry shall I go and get a snack <laughs> okay you know what I think we can cut that from interest <laughs> I don't really think anybody else cares about you <laughs> no but I mean me. no I know it's a serious point though like when I mean, if you're if you're being uh, slightly lost in the scene, if a scene sure, isn't okay. engaging, you might be thinking something like that. Yeah, that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Yeah, well, but, but I wasn't thinking hungry. that at all in Mark's Mark Mike's in Mike's tracking thing. I was thinking lots of things about Gus and about well, about Mike's tracking abilities. And well, you know. I kept thinking about what are they doing and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and also it is. Yeah, you know, they're, 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 you are a bit lost, but that's fine. It's better, like yeah. you know, say, better to be a bit lost than bored. Yes. Like people, you know, yeah. if you had Mike talking to somebody on the phone saying, yes, I'm following him. And yeah. yeah, you know, just to give a bit of exposition, yes. that would be tedious. Yeah. But I, so yeah, it's a thing. I don't, I, I think it's okay to say you, basically this doesn't stand up without having seen the, the, the Breaking Bad because it's like, well, there are sequels that are brilliant but mean nothing if you haven't watched the previous episode. Or yeah, I mean, if you or watch... you can't read the middle of a book, that would be kind of stupid, you know. And if you watch Empire Strikes Back, you've never seen Star Wars. It'd be a bit odd, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 I think I did actually. <laughs> I was very small. It was just like I was too young. To... Right. But anyway. Anyway, so just one more thing about uh, Jimmy, the world's worst detective in the yeah, sure. in the restaurant. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a slightly quite a big question about Jimmy, really, I think. Why is he working for Mike? 
Why is he doing okay, something like Yeah, I was yeah. half thinking of that. Do you, did you get that idea? Because when he's in the car and he's sort of saying, oh, I thought we were going to do this, tell him, yeah. you know, um, like, I want to be a cop kind of thing. Um, I want to do something a bit exciting. A bit cool. Yeah. yeah. Are we, because I think this is getting into Jimmy's character. Yeah. Um, he's, are we to assume that he's just a bit bored with his, you know, at the moment all he's doing is, is wills for older people? Yes, although we haven't really had any intimation of that, have we, in, in the first episode no. or, or recently? It's not like it's not like he's been lying around his office, like looking bored with the no. the old people. So that's why it's that's why I was slightly no I slightly wondered at it. I think it's a a character trait that they're that the writers are wanting to develop for this season, isn't it? I mean, obviously, yeah. we need to see a Jimmy who's up for a bit of excitement, don't we? Because it wouldn't I'm, fit. We've story line certainly really. seen a Jimmy who will do anything, you know, likes to do something a bit interesting. Yeah. Like in the last season, with the chap who, I mean, that was through Mike, wasn't it? The guy that was the rather daft man who was dealing in some things, pharmaceutical stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. And he spent a lot of money, he's very silly, and eventually, and I forget the plot line, but Saul has to sort of get him out of... Yeah. He has to go into the police station, yeah. kind of yank him out, yeah. um, and has this ridiculous story about him, which is fantastic, wanting to be videoed while sitting on a pie and crying. <laughs> you get some name for it as well. Yeah. Or loads of names and loads of euphemisms. Yeah, so you never heard of this? Yeah. But the implication, you know, I could totally... Uh, believe at that point and I think that was when he was still working for um, HHM or yeah. um, was that he was just he gets, about he gets kick out of it. He got a kick out yeah. of it. So yeah I know we haven't seen him bored but I, I think to be reminded I don't think it's out of character that he'd have said yeah. I suppose that was also what the scene afterwards was implying was just sort of showing look the reason why he's agreed to do this. There's, I, a, there's, a, there's a slight kind of um, mismatch it feels to me in that he's just started this new lawyer's business with Kim yeah. he's, he started it under you know he took quite a risk for Kim's sake in order to allow her to be the um, to be the lawyer for Mesa Verde but it's not like he he wants to keep his lawyer's practice going really doesn't it it's not like he's he's bored with that in general so no I just I felt a slight mismatch with the ca yeah. his, his character in that, that uh, instance, yeah but, I, I agree a yeah. little bit there was, you di didn't seem, yeah, we didn't completely understand his motivations. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah, so going on to then, Jimmy's kind of, yeah. obviously he, he has got that link with Mike, but in general, but his side of the story. Um, so so yes. just, just one more thing on that, actually. I wondered if the, if uh, Mike actually got Jimmy to do that, play that part in the story, just to link Mike and Mike and Jimmy's stories together a little bit. No, could Jimmy have perhaps asked someone else to do that instead? Oh, what, you mean the purpose of the writers? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that was the reason for it. Um, I mean, actually, we don't see that Mike really knows anyone else, but all the same. He must do. Like, uh, you'd have thought he'd have known. The yeah, the idea of that, the only person he knows who could do something a little bit, not exactly so, iffy. Like, well, maybe it's true. Maybe Jimmy's the only person that he could get to do that. I suppose he's, yeah. is he 
very new to the town. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Because he's moved there. Yeah. You know, we saw all the other seasons. About he's such a gregarious, be. friendly guy. <laughs> he wants to know loads of people. Always in. Real community player. <laughs> First one, team player. Yeah. That's yeah, so local bridge that, club. That, that doesn't no. matter anymore. You completely accept uh, doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a writery yeah. thing and it's nice throwing Saul in there. And, sorry, and Saul, Saul, sorry, Jimmy, um, being kind of the comedy guy in, yes. in, uh, is, is quite kind yeah. of believable. Sorry, I keep pulling you away from talking about Jimmy and what's going on with Jimmy here. So, mm. that's a, that's Let a, me yes. mansplainer. Okay. No, sorry. No, you're not, you're not, you're not. Um... Ah, oh, no, no, my, I mean, insulting you and forgetting what I'm talking about. Okay, so, just the main other part of the story is 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 about Jimmy and, and Chuck, I guess, to yeah. some extent. Um, so, we sort of got the reveal of what Chuck's plan was. So, so yeah, so explain what you think. Well, that he, um, he... Well, he did want Ernesto. Like we said, that was an, a purposeful thing that he yes. had heard that. He then knew, or pretty much was sure, that Ernesto, rather than thinking, oh, Jimmy, because we thought maybe, oh, it's just to do down Jimmy in, in Ernesto's eyes. Yeah. But he had faith that Ernesto would so like Jimmy that he would actually go to him and let him know about this. Which is thing. quite meaningful in itself, isn't it, that Chuck knew that Ernesto would do that? Because yeah. of, even though Ernesto works for him, and Jimmy did something pretty bad as well. So I, th I actually thought, as you know, I watched last week that it was just about getting Ernesto back on team Chuck, but yeah. obviously that's not it. So I, and maybe that's a little bit of an assumption, but we'll get anyway, we'll go through it. Um, but uh, that he would go to, well, in this case, Kim, but yeah. I, I, Kim or Jimmy, then Jimmy would know about it, and then. We'll try and get the tape back. Would, try, would break into the house. Do you think he was assuming it would be a sneaky break in though? Because I mean, this is surely the plan didn't go exactly. As yes, absolutely. I thought he would be a sneaky. Yeah. He might have thought that maybe even Jimmy wouldn't do it himself. Might have got someone yeah. else to do it. Or, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that he um, did you did, did it take you a long time to work out what on earth was happening? Why did Chuck have that private detective? Uh, yes, because I, that. That was just the beginning bit. We didn't see him again, did we, no. until quite a long oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I couldn't work that out whatsoever. Yeah. And I didn't guess Chuck's plan. I thought Chuck's plan was simply that he wanted Jimmy to know that he had taped him in a kind of see how much you've lost my love. Yes, that that was what I thought as well. Like when when Jimmy was like talking to Kim and rolling the the big WM out yeah. on the wall. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's it's very pointed, isn't it? That he's rolling it just in the same way that Chuck had taught him to roll it. Yes, in the previous episode. And it comes off really nicely and then he rips it off and you can see that it's buggered a bit of the paint up as well, hasn't yeah. it? Um, I very much like that. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's pretty good. I mean, good writing is always where you present something it's you know, you and and you don't guess what, um, you know. I didn't guess what Chuck was doing, or at least I guessed totally wrong. Yeah. As well, um, and then also Chuck had one idea, and then then it goes it goes wrong because Jimmy just bursts into the house. Yeah, and you feel he's just yeah okay. So he does break in. He does break his cassette, but like 
that's just the actions of an incredibly upset person. There's a lovely look on Chuck's face just at the end, isn't there, where he kind of sort of like, I beat you, but I'm not sure that it was a really good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, do, you've got, do you feel that you've got an idea where they're going forward from there? Well, I was thinking at the end that Jimmy can't lose his lawyer's licence because that's the whole basis for his future career in this and Breaking Bad, isn't it? Yeah. Unless he becomes Saul Goodman and he's a complete, I don't new person, new character. But still living in Albuquerque. You know, uh, still... <laughs> strangely, then has to reapply to get his... Yeah, that would be really tough. To, you yeah. can't... Um, but I mean, obviously we do need to... We do need to understand the name change at some point, don't we? He's still Jimmy McGill here. We I mean, to, he says yeah. it's just, uh, in Breaking Bad, he says it's just to get the Jewish customers in. It's yeah, but he must have, name. must have done it in the first place for some reason. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, well, yeah. Well, not just to get the Jewish customers then. Well, no, maybe, but you feel like it was also a way to leave his past yeah, I mean, I think yeah. when they wrote Breaking Bad, they just thought it was a cool name. Yeah. It's kind of funny if he says, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just not really, I made that up. I'm really a fellow potato eater. <laughs> um, Knowing Vince Gilligan, it'll be, oh, let's give him another name in medical school and then, then we'll have to work out how he changed his name. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's an example of just some good writing is you just set yourself some challenges to work out why these things happen and they... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was a situation that had been created simply in a kind of, to get a joke out of, uh, you know, I've got a name, what, why I've got a funny name. Yeah, you know? and it says Saul Goodman. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. totally a joke. And then maybe you're saying that it's not a joke, it's a terrible tragedy yeah. behind it, the true story, which is quite, kind of quite an epic way of telling a story. Yeah. Um, uh, but as to what, where it's going from here, I mean... What do you think Chuck, before this end scene happened, what do you think Chuck's plan, plan was with if Jimmy came in and just stole the tape? Yeah, so I thought he'd steal the tape and then he'd have the right to be really angry with Jimmy then. Like, he'd have righteous anger and then, as well, well I suppose he's angry before, but, you know, then he could, he'd have a witness to, to catch him. Yeah. He'd be caught in the act. And I suppose he, you know, he wants to... Punish him in some way. Yeah, I, I suppose he must have a clear idea because Chuck is so um, planning. It can't just be that will upset him and I'll, I'll go from there. And, you know, he must have a very clear idea of exactly what I mean, I imagine to do he just wants it. to have him struck off as a lawyer. It's kind of the back of his mind, isn't it, don't you think? Yeah. A lawyer is not allowed to break the law, are they? Isn't that, is, it, is that the case? If you, if you break the law, are you no longer allowed to practice as a lawyer? I have no idea, but quite probably because there's yeah. lots of, in lots of professions, there's, if you break any substantial law, then you can yeah. no longer be said of good, righteous character. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so probably that seems quite likely, even it? more yeah. so probably in, in lawyerliness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're probably assuming that's where he's going, but maybe Chuck might feel a bit differently about it the way it's played out this time. I don't know. And thinking, I know last week we were talking about. Like I was saying, where do you reckon between the two of them, you know, who's who's more in the right, really? Yeah. And it kind of feels that, yeah, you have to, you know, logically, you kind of have to be on Chuck's side. 
but uh, but really your heart's with with Jimmy because he's a, a protagonist and everything else. But yeah. this time you really think. It seems really shitty. I don't know. Now I was thinking I'm more seeing it from Jimmy's point of view or just the family dynamics of yeah. it, which is what Jimmy brought up when he's so angry. You know, you just think he he really manipulated him. That was really manipulative. That and there's kind no of family loyalty going on there. I love Jimmy's line. No wonder Rebecca left you. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. And such a yeah. wonderful way to get like quite a lot of plot in there yeah. as well. Um, and really good dig and we, i mean we didn't know that before that we, because um, we well we know that chuck's not with a wife now and we, we have seen him with a wife in previous seasons sure but yeah. that doesn't mean he might have left her that's true yeah or um yeah she, she might have died you know or yeah. something like that but yeah that's a really quick way of saying that it's not that they she left yeah. him and, and he probably wasn't very happy with it um because you because we know we know from this now don't we that you know the reason jimmy went back he tells us to Kim, doesn't it? And we kind of knew before. The reason Jimmy went back to tell Chuck that he'd changed the figures was so Chuck wouldn't think he was going mad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah actually. He did that. He it was, was really just, nice motives. He did it really. because, and because when you've got that scene between him and Kim, and um, he's explaining to Kim, you, you think, because I thought, is Kim going to be incredibly angry that he was stupid enough to yeah. actually do that, which is understandable. Well, Kim, does, Kim does know that her current career is very dependent on what Jimmy did. Yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. some extent. So, you know, she's got... You can understand why she... What you mean, you can understand why she just wants to clear it up and... and yeah, um, and I think she's got over being angry about it, hasn't she? That's this happened a while ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Kim has to do that quite a lot with Jimmy, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he, the way he tells his story, you think, oh, yeah, I can understand. Like, when, as he said, oh, I just had to. I know, he just yeah. is so bad and he looks so sad. And that's why he feels so let down that Chuck's kind of done this to him and made a tape yeah. And, yeah. yeah yeah and it's just because she because now he knows that Chuck was kind of pretending really wasn't he to be so upset in order to entrap him as well yeah like and, he's, of... entra and he's doubly entrapped him now it's just yeah horribly so yeah um I did like the little callback with Kim um saying about oh this is another callback to Breaking Bad give me a dollar yeah what, no 20 that'll do <laughs> But, um, where do we see that in Breaking Bad? That is when um, it's. I think it's in the first episode. Oh, I don't know. First episode of the entire thing. No, no, no. First episode that Saul comes in. Right. I think I might not be. There's definitely some point where Saul says to somebody, "Give me a dollar." Was it Jesse? I think it might be Jesse, wasn't it? Now can be your lawyer. Yes. I'm because, sure that was it. I yeah, hope because Jesse goes to Jesse meets Saul before Walt does, doesn't he? He goes no. to. No, Saul got no. Uh, oh no, you're Walt right. Goes in, Walt yeah, goes in. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. we're just misremembering yeah. and But um, yes. Yeah, I think it's at that point where they're um, possibly where they're trying to pretend to shoot him. Or something <laughs> oh yes, he's like, give me a dollar. Yeah, no, when they got balaclavas on. Representing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it might be that. Yeah. That was. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, another good callback. Yes. But what do you think about? Um, Kim and Jimmy, I know, like I was saying, obviously, again, we know their relationships do because we've seen them later on, but like they're very different people. And it's yet again demonstrated in this episode. They're not a likely couple. Well, they're interviewing technique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That was really good. Yeah. But these are, the, but these are the aspects of Jimmy that Kim really likes, aren't they? It's like 
her buttoned up loyally side lawyer you know lawyer manner mm. needs um needs a bit of excitement like jimmy sometimes doesn't it like the like the way she does the scam with them in the previous seasons yeah, yeah. i know i've seen that but i think i think that would be fine uh, maybe that would work as a relationship like outside yeah. of work that might be fine maybe not business relationship i mean they have also, it just seems a bit of a mismatch to, like, if you're going in to see Kim, you're one of the bankers. And she's got one client, and he's got all these people coming in yeah, all the time. Yeah, you're going through, and already, I mean, a bit in Breaking Bad, you already see Saul Goodman's office is ridiculous and busy. Yeah. And yet again, even though he has an appointment system, he seems to have old people backed up yeah. to the nine. So, yeah. You know, that must give her, it would give her quite a bizarre impression of him. Well, she probably never meets her client there, to be honest, does no, she? No, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. And, and then they have to employ somebody as well who's great with the old folks, you yeah. know, and all folksy. But um, also very corporate for Maze of Verde as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Anyway, but we, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think I, I'll I can, give them that. <laughs> yeah, I can believe they'd start because you may yeah. start with, you know, they both have, you know, they had things in common and they. Yeah. Uh, an affection for one another but yeah so you might end up doing that might you like you know you've you've got some history between you and you're both in the same profession you think oh let's let's start a business together kind of yeah it'd be fun you know working in offices next to each other i can imagine people yeah. doing that no well i wouldn't do that <laughs> what with me <laughs> yeah. just, well no it'd be a nightmare you know it would <laughs> yeah it would just be terrible i wouldn't want it either no. <laughs> um so can i mention one other thing about um uh, buttoned up lawyers is huh. I love the way that Howard walks <laughs> like oh yeah the way he runs through the house oh it thing. was really great wasn't it it's like he's got a massive pole up his arse the no. whole time he's really good straight into his suit yeah it's, it's really brilliant acting isn't yeah. it? part of that guy he seems to kick his arm his arms never move either he's got his fists clenched he's sort of hanging by yes, his side you're right he yeah. does keep that very straight arm so his what he's just purely—he's clambering over all over the place to get in. That's because Chuck's told him he can't out. come in through the front door. He's got to climb over the walls to get because, there. Because oh no, obviously that's because Jimmy pulls up, and he probably wouldn't have gone in if he'd seen um yeah if he'd seen his car. Yeah, that's quite funny. This is a kind of very off-center question, but what do you think Chuck does with his money? What do you mean? Well, he's a lot, you know, he's still employed. He's a partner. He must be earning an absolute fortune. Yeah. He has, well, he certainly doesn't spend it on, you know, electronic electricity. gizmos or electricity. <laughs> no, but his his um, bills for that silver foil stuff he put in the windows are sky high. I don't think that would go that far. I was just thinking that he must earn an absolute fortune. He doesn't, don't know if he has a car. I mean, he hardly ever goes out. He has no social life he just gets a bit of food delivered and some sort of camper gas and I imagine he has a lot in his bank account yeah, he's got no children and yeah. uh, no wifey anymore so i mean some i imagine there are some lawyers like that i mean chuck lives for the law he loves the law yeah. basically doesn't he he's not really doing it for the money no he? he's not working for he's the money. Uh, some lawyers would be working for money but chuck isn't one of them yeah no but um yeah he must have an yeah. absolute fortune that presumably isn't going to go jimmy's way when um when Chuck passes. Yes. <laughs> um, what else were you going to say? Well, so I, well, do you have anything? I have one more kind of thing just to sort of wrap up. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, two things. Yeah. Two little things. Um, so, uh, so, firstly, 
just thinking, I don't think I'm being boring and repeating myself. Old people in Better Call Saul. Yeah. You've got like two categories of old people, haven't you? And it seems kind of almost extreme that you've got... Because I'm beginning to find the old people a little bit patronising, the way that every single client that Jimmy has is a little bit ditzy and crazy with the... You're beginning you know, to... You, you mean the old people are a little bit patronised? Patronised, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. You were saying they were patronising. I don't think they're patronising. Patron well, uh, no, well, the, yeah, yeah, the, the programme is a little patronising. Patronising of old people, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but also, you've got some fantastic older characters. Like, you've got Mike, who is... Um, and it's quite funny because he phones up and, you know, yeah. for, for the four Francescas sort of, sort of talking about whatever the hell crackle Cracker Barrel is. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I think it was somewhere you can buy air conditioning systems or something. <laughs> no. Isn't that what they were talking about? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, you, you, you know, I, he's treated with a great deal of respect. He's really a very cool character. Um, yes. Although, you know, quite old. And you'd have to say Chuck is a little bit, he's older, but he's, you know, he's, you know, he's getting on a little bit and he's still seen as incredibly sharp and smart, not massively likeable, but, you know, so the positive, but I just, um, yes, I just thought it was kind of an interesting, uh, you know, I'm sure you could do an essay on Better Call Saul's portrayal of, of the older generation. I don't think, um, I don't feel like really it's patronising old people though, because they're almost the sort of like the comedy character as a, you know, you know, all these sort of quite doddery old people that Jimmy's incredibly charming to. It's just a, it's a little sideline story really, isn't it? It's what? A, so if it's funny, then it's okay. Like you know, like racism, that's okay. If it's so long as it's funny. Um, you put in a bit of a corner now, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to either defend racism or <laughs> go against ageism? Um, um, is it the same sort of thing? I suppose, I mean, would you not say that they... I'm um, just playing devil's advocate now because you've kind of forced me into okay. it. But would you not say that the sort of people, people, older people that have been put in an old people's home, uh, maybe because they need looking after an old people's home, are they all going to be... A, particular type of old person, one who is a little bit more... But Jimmy's clients aren't necessarily all in old people's homes, they're just um, people that want wills, and anybody can get a will written up, be sort of aiming it at an older person. You're right, I'm, I'm thinking of the previous seasons yes, where they're all yeah, in the... they're all in, in... But that's not where these people are uh, coming from, is it? He's no, got adverts on TV. No. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think he is being quite ageist then. Right, it's all wrong. Okay, no, sorry, I just thought it was... But also, likewise, you've got um, some very good, strong... Like, yeah. similarly, as I know I haven't dragged you into Game of Thrones, but I think Game of Thrones is often accused of misogyny because it's got, you know, a lot of nudity of, of a female kind. And, but, you You've know, got quite a lot of male kind as well. Yeah, not you never get your full frontals. Or, I thought you did. Oh, yeah, no, there is a little bit. Oh, I haven't watched watch. it anyway. Well, a little check. Um, but, yeah, you do get a lot of flesh, basically, of both gender. But yeah. You know, you do. It's more misogynist more... behaviour, though, from the sort of like the. Y yeah, yeah, but I, you know, anyway, let's not get into that. But I, but also, you've got the most fantastically strong female characters yeah. that I've seen in TV. So, you know, a brilliant array of female characters. So, I mean, would we? Maybe uh, it's a bit like that. Would know. we actually? You you have to if you think about Jimmy's character here, you have to kind of choose 
uh, well, antagonist is the wrong word because that's not what's up against him. You have to choose the characters he plays off yeah. to be the most suitable ones for playing his character. And to be honest, the dodgy old people characters are brilliant ones for bringing out all the great Jimmy lines, yeah. aren't they? So I think in some ways you have to give the writers that because we would it wouldn't be nearly as entertaining if... Uh, and you could, okay, maybe you could make a case for saying, well, is that what happens in really un-PC 70s movies like Stir Crazy or something where mm. where you're really playing up against sort of black racial stereotypes. But but as long as you have some positive old people characters as well, maybe that's okay. Ooh, dangerous. But yeah, no, anyway. I, yeah. I mean, it's just a point. I'm, I'm yeah, not, okay. it is. Um... Yeah. I had more of a point, the uh, last point mm-hmm. I should connect, mm-hmm. sort of connected to that in a way, is that Jimmy's obviously our, he's our main character, he's our protagonist who we follow and we like him, he's a very charming, likeable character, but how do you generally feel about someone who is really turning on quite an artificial charm towards old people in order to get their business? I mean, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no two ways about that, he's definitely doing that, isn't he? He's not, his charm towards old people is pretty false in many ways because he just wants, you know, he's instructing Francesca on how to be how to be folksy with them in order to get their business. He's not doing it out of the kindness of his heart, is he? He's not doing it out of the kindness of his heart, but I don't see his being totally... Um, I, I kind of think he does care. I don't think he's... He doesn't... He sort of likes them, doesn't he? No, OK, but I that, don't that, think that's not really... It. That's not the question I'm asking in a way. I'm, what I'm saying is, how do you feel about a character like that? Okay. Oh, well, I don't. I don't dislike him. You don't have it. Doesn't, it doesn't make it you dislike him at all. my mind that yeah. I thought he's manipulating them. Yeah. Um, he oh, so never. Yeah. No, he never says anything um, nasty about them. Really, little. No. Rude. A little insult. A little patronising. Yeah, but never. You, you know, you don't feel he's he's um, mean spirited. But if you if you were to see, if you were to see a character in real life who you saw being all charming and friendly and then immediately the moment that the person they're talking to is back is turned, their face drops and they go back to like a sort of normal not like that. Which is kind of what Jimmy's like a little bit, isn't it? Kind not completely. Not, but he's not, he is that person. It's not, he's not like pretending, he is a charming person yeah. who turns it on for people. Yeah. But he still remains to be a charming person who has turned it off when yeah. you've gone. I, mean, I agree with you. I, I really like him as well. He's, he's a very lovable character, but it's interesting to think why do we why do we like these people even though we know they're fake uh, in some you, ways? You meet yeah. charming people who will charm you and you know they're sort of talking out their ass just to be, uh, I don't know, is a, um, you know, um, yeah, am I thinking about men I've met in the past that are strangely charming but you know there's a certain type of charming man who can get away with it and you know it's bollocks it's a kind of somebody who it's not like they're even pretending to chat you up it's just a I, I, I'm gonna stop talking about this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're painting a very poor picture of some point of past history in some way yeah it's ages ago um <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think on that note. <laughs> I think we'll let that. Go. Can I change the subject? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, and I forgot to do it last week, about the title sequence. Just a little thing. Yes. About what you think of it, 
because there's a small part of me that is always a little bit irritated when there's that scratching noise and it finishes. Hey, it's significantly um, a sort of cut off scratching noise that we've emulated in the music for our podcast. Yeah, well, I, everyone else be irritated by it as well. Yeah. But do you not find um, it, it's it's quite funny that I I find it just really. It's, it's quite the actual t sequence is so it's very lurid isn't it yes very, it's psychedelic almost yeah. you know quite um assaults your senses visually and then suddenly it does your head in i feel quite used to it now to be honest i think like, a yeah. little bit it does it does bother me less and i don't but the first few times it really yeah no me. i do remember it bothering me in the first couple of seasons i was yeah. partly wondering if it's kind of because it's on netflix because people although they are putting it out one a week but people do, once they're all out there, it's quite likely that a lot of people will binge on them. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if when you're binging, it's having a long title sequence is quite annoying because you're just, you know, you've watched one, then you want to go on straight to the other one. There's no need to watch something that you've seen, you know, a million times. You think that might be the reason? Mm. Oh, yeah. another thing, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you finished talking about that thing? I seem to have, yes. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? No, that's fine. <laughs> I Carry think, on. I think I'm woman rambling. <laughs> um, uh, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, well, uh, it's not like we're being recorded <laughs> on a podcast or anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> got it, I've got it, I've got it. It's... I was going to ask, sorry, it's not a big point, now I've made too big a deal of this, <laughs> but did you notice, I can't remember the name, but Gus, Gus is, I, I would recognise the actor who plays Gus's name, I should have looked it up and reminded myself, yeah. do you recall it? Uh, I don't know. But it, would de it definitely would stick in your mind if you, yeah. if you saw it. Did you see it in the title sequence with the kind of, you know, as all the actors' names came up? I don't remember seeing it, no. Do you not, yeah, so... I want. I might go back and have a watch of it and see if it was there because I know um, I've watched other programs where sometimes there's a repeating character who's come back in and mm. it's been a bit of a reveal two thirds of the way through or something, yeah. and yet the whole thing is spoiled by the fact that you've then actor's name is put in yes. um, at the beginning. Although I, I think you might suggest that. Um... This was possibly spoiled by the fact that Gus's face was on the advert for this this episode somewhere. That's a bigger spoiler, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, darn it. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, and it was in all the papers, I think. Yeah, and he was trailed in the out. in the season trailer and whatever as well. But but you might not know it was actually in this episode. But yeah. 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 Anyway, but, I'm going to look back at that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. But interestingly, I think it's it's interesting that. Um, we kind of guessed in the last episode that it might be Gus, that Gus might, and then mm. we kind of feel it's probably quite likely. It doesn't really spoil the surprise any, any. Um, I mean, maybe it would have been, if it had been a massive surprise, actually that would have been quite good, wouldn't it? Imagine there'd be no trail with Gus in it and we'd suddenly... I think that would have been fantastic and wonderful, yeah. Although he would have been sitting in a chicken joint, would we not have checked, would we not have guessed at the you... chicken joint? You could have hidden it a little bit, couldn't you? You could have called it like a fast food. No, I think would have been brilliant would have been to do real close-up shots. They're just eating yeah, food. Just Don't show what the cafe. food is. You can it's a fast that, food joint. Yeah. You still have that good. I like. I like the overlay of the conversation between Mike and um, Jimmy. So, yeah. You know, as he's going in, yeah, that would have been so good. Yeah. But I guess you know they do it the publicity because they know that people love Breaking Bad. So you've got this great character from Breaking Bad. The temptation. <laughs> Too and, and also, like I said, there was a lot of pleasure being had in in 
playing through the story in your own, making up, imagining the story in your own head about how Gus was going to get into the story and was it Gus that was tracking Mike? And, you know, there's a yeah. lot, there's a, there's a not true. insignificant amount of pleasure to be had in that. The surprise would have been just the surprise and that's it. So who's to say what's the most pleasure mm. to be had from it in some ways? Yeah, yeah. yeah then you would have enjoyed a rewatch. Of... Anyway, yeah. I think we've rambled on quite we a lot have. about that at the end. Sorry, Apologies for the end rambling. And particularly, uh, maybe uh, Charlie should apologise for uh, mm. not managing to find out what she was thinking about for quite some time. <laughs> Very good. Well done. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so if you'd like to contact the podcast, let us know what you think. Have any questions? Oh, oh maybe you can ask, someone can answer the question for us that if a lawyer was to commit crime, would you get struck off in the States? What's a cracker, like a cracker barrel? What's a cracker barrel as well? If you, so if you have the answer to those questions, if you could email... Uh, better overhaul Saul at ethancrane.com that's C-R-A-N-E or you can uh, leave a comment on our webpage all the podcasts have their own individual webpage at ethancrane.com just follow the links for better overhaul, overhaul Saul podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> okay lovely otherwise we'll see you for episode 3 of yeah, season 3, three. bye bye, bye.